you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast is thrilled to be back in the UK. (laughs) From a hotel room in West London. It's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got heroes around a table. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, the grave digger. And yes, we have made it down the yellow brick road back to London. And we got a great week of shows coming up. But right now, this will be an interesting show to you, the listener, because it comes from speaking personally. And I could already tell my compadre, Mark Sessler, this will be a show coming from a zombie fugue state. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, we texted in the middle of the night, Dan. Uh, we've not slept a lot. That is a natural thing when you come to multiple <laughs> time zones away. Uh, but I, yes, I am feeling it. I'm feeling strange. I'm feeling bizarre. That could be a good thing. Yeah, that's when we get our best, Sessler. I'm looking forward to this. Right. Um, so coming up this week, we have our live show from the U- uh, the O2 Forum in Kentish Town. And we have a show today, obviously. We have a show tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah, a little extra Wednesday pop for y'all. Well, yeah, we're having fun. We're here in London. We're going to make it count. We are doing a Friday fun show from somewhere in this fair city at a pub to be named later. And then, of course, our Thursday preview show, uh, previewing everything in week four. And then the flagship program after we head to the Hot Toddy. Correct. Some call it the Big Tot. I know that's an issue that some people wrestle with. What is it? Is it the Big Tot? Is it the Hot Toddy? Well, we came up with Big Tot a couple of years ago and got quite a bit of feedback about I that. I think Hot uh, Toddy's phrasing. stuck. It's kind of taken over. It has. But at the same time, like, you know how um, Deion Sanders, when he, he broke, it was Neon Dion and then it was primetime. I think Hot Toddy's like the Neon Dion. And the big tot is going to be prime time when things when the dust settles on this. <laughs> I don't predict that's how it's going to play out, but um, I'm with you on the on rooting for that. So yes, we got that Thursday show, Friday fun show live from a uh, pub, and then Sunday, yes, uh, Viking Saints um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium will be there, and then the flagship show, then back on a plane, and then that's when Greg, uh, Mark, I think the bodies shut down. And uh, we, there's just nothing left by the time we get back to the States. But we don't have to think about that right now. No, we've given ourselves to the sport um, and to London. And, you know, we have family scenarios back in the States. Well, tough luck for them. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of um, you and I not making it. And then there's a giant statue of us outside um, the SoFi Stadium. Like in a um, – like just like posing. That's another com- thing that won't happen. Completely exhausted. Because we are warriors for this company, The Shield. 
<laughs> I think the company would forget about us in roughly a fortnight. You're probably right. All right, let's get to it all, starting with closing the door on Monday Night Football. And yes, raise your hand if you were watching this damn game at 4.30 in the morning in your hotel room. Daddy was. Hit it, Graver. <laughs> Little stutter step move by Parsons. Jones fires, and the pass is intercepted by Diggs. He goes down, and the Cowboys think they've wrapped it up. And they have wrapped it up. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, nobody's allowed more receiving yards. But the man is a playmaker, and he gets his hands under that ball. Really nice play. It clinched a 23-16 win for the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants on Monday Night Football at the Meadowlands. Good energy at the, in this game. Sometimes these NFC East games, um, especially I know we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, is like how many times... Do we have to watch the Cowboys and Giants? And I get that. Uh, but at the same time, this was a game that was 13-13 in the second half. The Giants went ahead. And then the Cowboys showed some gumption here, um, Greg Rosenthal. And I thought, now two starts in. Um, there's no mistaking that Cooper Rush has been really good for them. Uh, this, t- this season could have gone off, gone off the rails. And I thought especially in that those three possessions in the second half that all produced points where the Cowboys were able to take control of this game, like that's the importance of having a competent backup quarterback because by the time Dak comes back, they're going to be in okay position now because they've been able to bank these wins. Yeah, I thought he got maybe a little too much credit in the win over the Bengals. Last night, his numbers could have been even better. If they had made some plays for him, not just that C.D. Lamb drop uh, that would have been uh, either a long touchdown or a long gain, but a couple other nice throws that they didn't come down. He, he played a virtual perfect game, uh, and I thought Lamb taking over in that drive that ended up, uh, I believe, taking the lead, not not tying the game. Like, was the difference having one guy just step up? You remember there was a fourth down, and they decided to go for it. I thought Kellen Moore had a great game calling plays. They went for it on, I think it was a fourth and medium, fourth and four. Lamb makes a great catch uh, to convert it in tight coverage. He was Fourth and know, fourth, the Giants 41 with 10 to 27 to play. Right, guarded by Adoree Jackson well all night. Then the very next play, he goes for a big gain where he runs over a defender, makes a guy miss, gets to the one. And then the next play after that, he catches a one-handed touchdown where the other hand is pushing Jackson off. They, they could have called that. They didn't. But either way, it was like an amazingly athletic play and kind of uh, CeeDee Lamb having a I'm the real number 88 moment. Was, you know, this is yes. why they gave well, me the 88. The real 88 and Des Bryant's in the house. So, like, let's well, have, put some respect. How about I am, I am living up to 88 There moment. you go, Mark. Works? And I thought that was the other takeaway for me, at least on the offensive side of the ball, was – C.D. Lamb needs to be that dude for this team. And he hasn't always been that dude. Not that he's been a bust by any stretch, but he has not always been that dude. And yet, in this game, in money time, so many big plays for Lamb. Well, and, and you know, Lamb, after he he dropped that what would be touchdown, uh, it, he went to the, the sideline. And, you know, the, the story after was like psychologically really messed up by it. And teammates had to kind of get him back in his focus. And to come out and f- finish the game the way he did, uh, was excellent for the Cowboys. The other thing I loved about their offense, because when you think about Cowboys, Giants, going way back, and you're right, Dan, I thought this game, I've long been annoyed by the idea that the Cowboys and Giants would be just thrust on prime time. Hey, they this, get ratings. It's well, like the four highest rated they, games. They just don't, des- they don't deserve it half the time. But this time I thought this played like an old school NFC East showdown. And when they had Jason Peters in there for stretches at left guard and they were just having Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard like pound off the left side, that is the kind of football that I love to watch. And I thought that that was a great approach for Dallas. And I thought they would have done more of that if Cooper Rush had not been playing the way he was. But they've trusted him in two games to do everything. I think he's thrown 63 passes or so far in two games. And Mike McCarthy just has let him roll with it. And this has been a great stretch for the Cowboys in this sense. And I I can't believe there are people suggesting that Cooper Rush should keep the job. That's just what happens um, in our Twitter. really suggesting you know, that? You know what? Human, the, human beings. I'm not saying anyone yeah. in the it's industry. The, this it's is, human beings. This is but. the Cowboys. It's the brand. It's the way they're covered in our league by the football cognoscenti. No one you would respect is, Greg, but like some people, it's out there. That's by all. the football cognoscenti. Justin, don't take out the pregnant pause like you did the other show. The p- oh! pregnant pause is supposed to be here. That's, you know, that's rude, Dan. You know, that should be behind closed <laughs> no, doors. That, anyone who watched the Friday Fun Show live gets it. It's like an incentive to drive people to YouTube. Right. That's well done. Um, that 
that's not a real story. That's for Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp to scream at each other right. about on Tuesday mornings. Uh, Dak is obviously going to have this job when he gets back, but they have somebody that they can trust uh, behind him. On the other side of it, the the Giants. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on it's with the Giants. More absurd. Um, uh, and they're. It's so weird watching them on offense. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, again up at four thirty watching this game. Um, Daniel Jones was pressured 23 times tonight, uh, last night, yet today. When was it? I don't know. Uh, according to uh, ESPN, the most by a Giants QB since they began tracking pressures in 2009, the most for any quarterback in a game. He was also sacked five times um, and just beaten, thrown to the turf. He's a tough dude. There's no doubt about it. But uh, this isn't going to last much longer. He's going to get injured. Mm. And I, I just think that. Demarcus Lawrence at three and a half sacks. Um, um, I just think the Giants watching them on offense and Jones plays his role in this. It's so frenetic and kind of anxiety inducing for me because there's very little plays that just kind of play out in a standard way. It's usually Jones running for his life, scrambling. Is he going to run? Is he going to throw? Oh, he's heading toward the sideline. Okay, now the ball's out (laughs) or he's getting pushed out of bounds in a violent way. It's just kind of a, a tough watch. And it's, I wouldn't say it's boring, so I don't mind watching the Giants' offense, but Jones and the beating he's taking, I, it's just not a workable situation. I think you got Evan Neal got worked over last night. The he's rookie. been bad all three weeks. Right. He, so that the line is the, the, the core issue. But then on top of it, you lose Sterling Shepard, who is coming off an Achilles injury, and he's gone with a knee. Wandil Robinson's not playing. Kadarius Toney's not playing. Kenny Galladay is, a, is an apparition at this point who had a terrible drop in this game. I mean, so you've got nothing around other than Saquon, jo- Saquon Barkley, who looks fantastic, but it leaves Jones sort of stranded on an island where his best operation, his best moves are when he takes off and runs. And it's just not a functional offense. But I do think that Daniel Jones, like the numbers don't look like it. He played pretty well, and he continues to do th- good things. But there's just, there's just, he's in a non-functional right. offense. I, I think, he, I don't think it's his fault, but his numbers are way worse this year than than any other year of his career. Lowest QBR by far, lowest yards per attempt by far. Isn't that just a result though of what's going yeah, on around I actually, him? I, just... I, I totally agree with your the way you put it. And he also ran for 79 yards. I think for the most part he's doing the best he can. But I think it, it sort of illuminates the difference between what Brian Dayball is doing. And what Mike McDaniel's doing, and I know the personnel is totally different. Like, I, I know it. Uh, but Dable's doing a good job coaching around his offensive line and trying to help Daniel Jones out and, and trying to coach around the lack of talent. Uh, whereas Mike McDaniel and the, his system, Kyle Shanahan's system, that McDaniel might be the best at running, it improves the offensive line, coaches up the offensive line, doesn't coach around it. We heard a lot this offseason about the Giants really improve their offensive line personnel. It has not worked out. Whereas Mike McDaniel took what Miami had and his system is just so good that it makes the offensive line look much better and it helps the quarterback out. And yeah, you, you need something more out of a top you know eight pick like like Evan Neal. See it in New York uh, with both New York teams. You, you see it um, with Cincinnati. Uh, what's going on there? You can name five other teams where the offensive line we heard about it all summer was better, and now you see the season start, and it's like, no, things are not better. You mentioned Sterling Sharp, uh, Shepard. Um, Mark, That it's a bummer because he's like a really good guy. Everybody likes him. You could see it when he was on the cart and everybody was dapping him up. Um, minutes before that play happened, he made a catch, and I thought to myself, oh, that's cool. Like He's part of this offense. He has a role. He's a guy that he's been kind of an ATN favorite over the years, but could never stay healthy. And maybe this year he stays healthy and then kind of running at half speed. It looks like his knee just explodes in a non-contact injury. And it's like one of those type of injuries where you look at his age and his history. And you're like, is that the last time we saw Aww. we see Sterling Shepard? You hope that's not the case, but it just seems like his body refuses uh, to cooperate with him, so that was very disappointing. And he was only—he's well. only on this roster probably because of guaranteed money. They have the highest-paid wide receiver room in the entire NFL, the Giants, and they're not playing Galladay. Now they're going the Gal- to have to. The Galladay thing is Slayton—they're not playing either, though. Slay- they gave Slayton some money at some point. Yeah. They gave Shepard some money. It, at, like some of the lower thirds, you know, when they put all the skill position players out, I love how ESPN does that. Uh, almost every snap, we're just like, what is going on here? One of the groups was. 
Hudson, Breida, Sills, James, and Shepard. That, that's their skill position. Where on the other shot side, uh, one of the, the skill position groups during the day, and I was like, wait, this is the Cowboys, was Hendershot, Ferguson, and McKeon. Mm. That sounds like a law firm. Like, what is going on? Hendershot, like Hendershot is showing up with Hendershot. some big shots. Hendershot started a, a post-game, like, uh, fracas, apparently, because he was talking trash to the Giants. Hendershot. I like that Joe Buck was not about that. He was like, Joe Buck just wanted to go home. Like, and there appears to be some type of issue, but thankfully... Okay. Well, the, and the out. opponent in the fracas was like confused by it. He's like, well, it's just some rookie tight end guy. I don't know what he was doing. Right. Why is he talking smack to us? Part of it is they were playing the Cowboys defense, too, who's given up three touchdowns in three weeks, tying uh, their all-time record here for the, you know, the best three weeks. Did you hear ever. Troy Aikman um, push back on the Micah Parsons-Lawrence Taylor comp-, comp? He's like, I get it. I see what people are saying. That's a very Troy Aikman. Like, I played with Lawrence Taylor. He's like, we're not there yet with Micah Parsons. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Troy Aikman, my friend yeah. and compadre. He had a quiet game. He was very sick. He missed practice all, oh, all week. Well. He did get a couple of quarterback hits. They moved. They played him they at off-ball They did move him around again, by the way. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was another, uh, you know, the talk about, oh, let's just turn him loose from the edge. But apparently that is not the plan. But he's not the only guy. That's the thing. Well, Armstrong had a good game. We should move on. You know, Lawrence had a good game. We're getting, we're get, we're like in. Well, I've again, I zombie fugue state. Are we drifting? Have we been talking thirty minutes about this game? No, we've only been talking like eight <laughs> minutes. It's been a totally normal. I do have a question though for you. Dan is feeling it. <laughs> this this statue that would be outside of SoFi yes. when we perish. What are we? What are our bodies doing in the statue? Wait, How, why would they we... make the statue? Because uh, we're for heroic. We didn't make it. Because we're revered. We but died. How, we died in an effort to raise the now, league. Did the plane like like what happened? How did you know? You just it's worked so hard. You just yeah. worked so hard that it. So think of it <laughs> yes. this way. Think you of had it th- jet lag and did a podcast. Yeah. Think All of right. It, well, Greg, the way you know, this is why you would not be the one sort of maybe you know, verbalizing. Greg, Greg up a bunch of pills and went to sleep, right. and you know he acts like everybody else has to be on the same page. <laughs> we're all natural, Greg. <laughs> And Tylenol PM. You know, we've been we've been grinding and the statue would be uh, Mark and I in a heroic way, like holding on to each other, like holding each other up by baggage claim, baggage yeah. claim back in LAX, oh, uh, like lifting. And then that's where we we fade away as we're trying to lift our bags off the mm. belt. And then that's what the statue is. I mean, another, I, another option would be um, Dan trying to, but I don't know if it's he succeeded or not, but trying to. Get some sleep. Uh, all snuggled up in business class. Uh, you know when I went you know to what, go Greg, pee again, at four in the morning. And then not... I look over to the side. Mark didn't. Mark didn't lay out the bed. Almost everyone laid out the bed. It was Mark very didn't lay out. No, Mark I, move. no. So on. I, you know, not to get in the weeds, but like the there's a button apparently that you press so that the these two items turn into a bed. And I I was actually like trying to get some work done, and so I was not tired. I can't sleep in general. And at one point, a, a stewardess, an older woman, came and she's like, "Would you like me to come over and make your bed for you?" And I was like, "That's too embarrassing. <laughs> I can't have this woman do this for me." So I just said, "I'm going no bed all night long." Did mm. you guys notice, or were you too far up in the uh, business class section when somebody tried to hit a vape in the bathroom Whoa. right in front of Jessica and I my seats? And the smoke alarm went off, lights flashing, like sirens wow. blaring in the middle of a flight, in the middle of the night. I woke up Whoa. and thought the plane was going down. Oh my God. <laughs> no, they, they keep all that riffraff yeah, we stuff away. That yeah, doesn't happen on the top deck of the Titanic. It's soundproof, walling. <laughs> that's where they you know. shovel the coal that's, in. I can't believe you waited till now to tell us that. That's scary. It man. was crazy. That's the most horrifying thing I've ever heard. Yeah. What happened to the, to the vapor? So he stood outside the bathroom and these two flight attendants came over, a man and woman. They were like, were you smoking in the bathroom? And he's like, uh, were you th- smoking in the loo? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. And they're like, we need you to tell us right now the smoke alarm's going off. I can smell it on your breath. And like, it was crazy. And the, the flight attendant was like, the captain will make a decision. He's seen the light go the off. It's up to him. The captain will decide your fate. <laughs> like, I mean, we're, we're miles over the Atlantic Ocean, so what's the decision going to be? Apparently there's like a $2,000 fine or oh, something. And yeah. like, no, I know someone that happened to, uh, I do a podcast with him, that he was detained coming off the plane uh, because of that at one point. <laughs> why, would, <laughs> why would anyone do that? Why would you do that? Stuff. Just wait. Addiction. Yeah. Uh, I Stupid. speaking of detained, we almost got detained when we when we landed. Well, but, before we get to that, I just want to button up what happened again in okay. uh, in coach with Graver. Um, <laughs> Graver also dumped a full glass of wine on Jessica's lap, <laughs> and this poor girl um, had to walk all the way to the bathroom with a soaking lap. 
with people, you know, whispering potentially, oh no, that poor girl, what happened? She must have an issue. Right. Um, and then she had nothing to change into, so she had to put on her boyfriend's jeans, <laughs> and that's how she arrived in London. The chic woman, one of the more fashion-conscious places in the world here in London, and she's wearing men's uh, Wranglers. Yeah. Uh, and a the, large green sweatshirt to cover up the whole but... situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see if I could sneak Wranglers past there, but no. <laughs> little br some br jeans yeah that was an unfortunate situation that i regret a lot but you guys seem to have mended fences since from what we've witnessed <laughs> yes she wasn't too mad That's thankfully good. young She's, love yeah but then yeah we do get to the um we get to the airport we go through we pick up our bags we have to go through customs and uh we had gotten a bunch of paperwork saying do not go to this line over here Go to this other Talk line. Talk to real people. Talk to real people. We, Don't you know, go to the E because line. Because of the live show, we, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, have to, we're coming here for work, so we have to do some work visa stuff. And um, we do as we're told. Yes, we do. And immediately upon handing over the paperwork, um, <laughs> the employees at the Heathrow Airport were extremely offended that we would ever be in this line. And then a supervisor woman comes over and she goes, you're not supposed to be here. You're holding up the entire line. I'm like, whoa. We were browbeaten by her. I mean, you know this wasn't on purpose, lady. <laughs> just, just stand off to the side. And then they like stuck it to the Yankees. And they made us sit there for 12 minutes waiting. waiting. It was a rude awakening. Like the uh, people waiting the, right now for us to country. talk about football again. Yeah. Imagine no, I think this. they're liking this. I think they're liking the injustices that have been rained down upon uh, us. Do you know like the Daniel Steele novels, um, like Peak Fabio, where the shirt's open and and then maybe the um, there's a, a beautiful woman like hanging off him. Clinging off his leg. Clinging and oh, she's and, in, the, you know, she's in very, a cliff. like a flowy but also showy uh, lingerie top yeah. or something. That's how I picture a statue. I'm okay, the so now, that's what I'm you're, sort of... You're holding on to me. We're both dying, but I'm like trying to keep us alive. And so wait, what are you, are you dying I'm of? The, that, I'm still unclear about just that. Just our, our effort, hard Greg. Work. Okay, our hard effort. Work. Okay. I don't understand town, why so this like, is so unclear. Our effort. Well, well I know, but that's, we've done already on this trip. Not, like, they still have to list something on the... Well, I think it goes with that. You don't need a. Ver- I don't think hard work is like ever been listed as a cause of death. You're like, oh, what did old uh, Listen, Johnny die of hard work? Fatigue. So yeah, in the coal town where I grew up, there was, there was a way to die of hard work, and that was you go down to the mine, and you put in the double shift, and you just never come up. You go down, you don't come up, and. Uh, lost a lot of friends' dads like that. Yeah, West Westchester's most livable town, 1994. Um, and it's Rockland County. And, uh, you know, when I think about the coal life, um, and then I think about the transition from business class to picking up the bags at the conveyor belt, yeah, there are parallels. <laughs> After the trip to London, staying in the luxury hotel. My favorite part of all this is like four minutes into the Cowboys Giants stock. You're like, Dan's like, why have we been talking about this for 25 minutes? <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm, I'm clinging surprised. to your leg, by the way, in this this statue. I, that's the I don't I don't understand. Like that. you're, we'll, you're we'll trying, this trying out, to pull but... yourself up to my impressive bicep so I can lift you, but I have been now, now ground down, now so I can't do fictional. it, and we perish. Well, we haven't talked about this much because we're, we're work family now. The three of us are, are tied at the hip. Well, um, I'd, I'd include Graver in that when you say the three of us that you've el- – who are you eliminating? Uh, oh, he doesn't, a- he doesn't have the, the seat that turns into a bed, so he, he's not on the trip <laughs> uh, yeah. in a I tangible mean, way. Let's face it. We've had a lot of producers over the years, but for, for you know, you know the, us three <laughs> – You're such an ass. <laughs> For no, us three, it. it's like it. I'm just it. saying, like you do, you know, like if we we're in a regular family, we're at the age you want to start thinking about your will and who's leaving sure. what to who and and what's going to happen. Now, if this happens, because we, we should get it in paper, if this we leave it to our respective, families. if this does happen, like you know that RSS feed for the podcast, there are a lot of subscribers on this. So would would you be okay, like? If we still use the around the NFL name moving forward in your honor. No, you know, I, I, could, I could guess you'll wait until you'll wait until like I'm literally under the ground and in the coffin. And then you'll like stomp the dirt to make sure it's not loose. And then you'll try to shift it over to the JRVP. Uh, no, that, that's uh, football. football like, I think he's definitely we're dead. Keeping, okay. We're keeping this football. Greg we're is all about the statue now. I, I just want you to know, like if something happens to me and Can we build Mark, a statue I, over I would... their dead bodies so they can't get up even if they wanted to? 
We're family. <laughs> All right, let's pause right here and take a break. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, here we go. Let's get to the news. Yeah. Brian Mormon is going to fake it. Great moment in Pro Bowl history, and we've got a little Pro Bowl coming up, Dan. See? Yes, the, the audio the medium only moment. of podcasting. Uh, that was what happened? That was the late Sean Taylor making a hit. That was the, the Sean Taylor blowing up the punter play, the <laughs> only play anyone's ever remembered from the Pro Bowl, which is no more. Right. Okay. <laughs> that will be coming up later. But first, let us get to the Bolt Boltpocalypse. Boltpocalypse? Chargers? Season going down in flames? Chargepocalypse? Boltalypse. Boltalypse. Gross. <laughs> the Chargers... Los, we... Los Angeles. Hmm. Uh, the Chargers are in a bad spot. After winning their season opener, they've lost two straight games. They got blown out at home by the Jaguars on Sunday. And now they have a long list of injuries and key injuries. Um, Joey Bosa's uh, week to week. Is that a groin? It's a significant groin injury, which may play him place him on injured reserve. So it's like minimum multiple so, weeks. Joey Bosa missing weeks, potentially Jalen Guyton, who's an important piece of their offense wide receiver. He tore his ACL on Sunday. He's out for the year, but the big one here bigger than anything is left tackle Rashawn Slater, who had a breakout rookie year in 2021, a uh, guy that's seen as a linchpin for what they're doing. He suffered torn biceps, uh, torn bicep tendon uh, in the loss of the Jaguars. He's going to be out for the season. And, uh, Greggy, we already know Justin Herbert's physical situation. He's not 100% with that rib cartilage issue. Now you take away his most important blocker, and it just feels like we talked about it on Sunday, ominous vibes around the charges right now. It keeps getting worse right now. It's so depressing. I mean, Slater was a second-team All-Pro as a rookie, so he was the second-best left tackle in the game. I think the real tape heads would have put him right there, too, right behind Trent Williams uh, a, week, a year ago. I, I think there's a strong argument that he's the most valuable you know, non-quarterback in the league, 
because of the drop-off of what it means for the Chargers offense to what's next. Storm Norton came in and gave up eight pressures in 23 snaps on Sunday. He's struggled. He was kind of the reason uh, that they lost that Week 18 game. I believe he struggled. Uh, you have Trey Pipkins on Max one Crosby side. Max Crosby crushed him. Right. Uh, you have Trey Pipkins on one side. They might try to move him over. They also have a, uh, a rookie, uh, Slater. I mean, uh, I, I forget what his name is. He's playing guard right now that maybe they could try out there. But either way, it's such a dramatic falloff from one of the very best players in the entire NFL. It just... It just kind of crushes their passing game, and they're already, at least right now, the worst running, rushing game in the league, which has been a big surprise. They are 32nd in yards per carry before content, 31st in rushing DVOA, and it gets worse without Slater. It does sound like Corey Lindsley, the center, will be back relatively soon. He was questionable for Week 3, so that helps uh, because when they didn't have him in there also, along with the absence of Slater, and you had Justin Herbert playing you know, with in pain and a little more hesitant and, uh, than I thought that we've ever really have ever seen him. That was not a good combination. And it's just like this was a team that I thought AFC title game type material. And now the future is totally cloudy. Yeah, the, the, the guy's name I, I was talking about was a rookie, Jamari Saylor, who's a sixth round rookie who's looked okay at Garden, played left tackle in college. It's like we've seen what Storm Norton is. It, it hasn't worked. They also have a left guard, Matt Filer, who played really well last year and is been like kind of a speed bump. So you, you just mentioned it, Dan, like all these teams that the offensive line was supposed to be better. Here's and now the Chargers one. is way worse. Uh, in other injury news, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones has a severe high ankle sprain. Um, the belief at this time is that he'll be able to avoid, avoid surgery. This happened on the last play on Sunday uh, in their loss uh, to the Ravens. But he's going to miss time. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Jones is likely to miss multiple games. Uh, we saw how much pain he was in, Mark, when the injury occurred. Um, this, these are something, as we know from following this this game for a long time, a high ankle sprain does not heal overnight. You could easily re-aggravate it. Sometimes you, you don't get better until after the season. So now Mac Jones, not the most fleet of foot guy to start with, has a lower body injury that he has to work through, and he might not even be on the field uh, for multiple weeks. Brian Hoyer, the backup. Right, and Brian Hoyer, who's been on the Patriots roughly 12 times at this point um, and seems to simply be there to be, to be able to use the cafeteria for meals, is now thrust into the starting role. And so, But Hoyer at least has some experience, but this offense already limited, certainly from a passing game angle. I think you're just going to look at Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris just being used a ton in the run game. It, I don't know how many weeks this will be, but they've got the Packers, the Lions, and the Browns up next. Uh, to me, New England already was a fringe team um, struggling for identity on this side of the ball, and they're further, further lost. Right. The, your whole thing last year, Dan, that the Patriots are just another team, I, I think really has hit home for me more than ever this year. Because they had that Cam Newton year, and it was kind of like, okay, Brady just left. Let's see what this is like in the world. Then last year, you know, at one point they did win eight straight games, and they had a rookie quarterback. They were an interesting team uh, that had a, a very poor finish, but I wouldn't say they were just another team. Now they truly are like the 13th game every week that we talk about, or they don't get mentioned on certain national shows. And this just buries them further. I know I might be a homer, but I really took a lot of positives out of the week three game. I thought their offense looked quite good. They actually have the number one rushing DVOA in the entire NFL this season. So that's come along pretty quickly. And I thought Mac made a couple of big mistakes, but also, you know, they, they were getting big plays and moving the ball. And now they're just like, what's, what is the point of the Patriots right now? They, they are in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I agree with you, but, and that was the thing with their, their offense. It's, it's better. It is improving as we, as the season uh, begins to take shape, but Mac Jones can't, throw three interceptions and some of them were very bad because they don't have enough firepower especially against a team like Baltimore which is why the Lock brothers said we have to lock that game up. Well there was we were, a, yeah. you know we just operate in in deep worlds of logic and that's all we did there. Just an you you're just another team when you're ten and a half point underdogs this week. I can't remember the Patriots being <laughs> underdogs uh, by that much uh, in a while. Yeah, and I did get. I had the same thought like when I was watching this game because it's at Foxborough and. It wasn't by any stretch a, a game that was high on the radar nationally. And they're playing the Ravens, playing who are the Ravens, a big team. And it's just like I did cross my mind. Like, that building has seen 
so many of the uh, biggest spotlight games of the last 20 years, and it, it feels different there now. And, you know, it is. It's not the worst thing. Got to spread the, the wealth. That was part of the reason why me and so many other NFL fans were so sick of the Patriots after a while. Other fan bases should get to experience glory. Pats fans, hang in there. I'd assume those season ticket holders will continue to fill that building without any issue now that they're going through hard times. They're that loyal of a fan base, Greg. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Mark's staring daggers well, through, you know, You're Greg. not going to suddenly find something else Answer to do on question, Sunday. Greg. I've been burying their crowd for years as uh, spoiled, just in terms of they don't make a lot of noise. It's not a loud crowd. Now, people are like, oh, it's cold. You can't like clap that much in the <laughs> in the cold. It's like they figure it out in Buffalo. So you're right. It'll be a big test. They, they're spoiled. All right. Another big test. Temp- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are preparing for a – Huge Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Um, And guess what? They have to deal with weather stuff. Hurricane Ian set to move over Florida's West Coast Wednesday into Thursday. So the Bucs are temporarily relocating to South Florida, the team announced Monday evening. Um, They leave on Tuesday, spend a week practicing at the Dolphins training complex in Miami Gardens, Gardens through the end of the week if necessary. And it's also in play that they might have to move the game itself. Um, so, Mark, that is uh, for a Bucks team that's just trying to grind through things right now, missing so many players on the field. This is just another layer of challenge, and we hope everyone in South Florida is safe and uh, Hurricane Ian doesn't do anything. Right. Not the time they were um, hoping for a, a naughty little rainstorm to interrupt their scheduling. Uh, I do wonder how many times NFL Network producers will turn this into a um, something based around Rappaport when he shows up. Can they, I don't can think they... much when it's like threatening human lives. Right. Even I, you I calling understand. it a naughty little rainstorm is what? a little bit, ooh. Yeah, I don't think they'll ooh. do it at it all. It a little bit I... like a cringe, like, ooh, Mark. Easy, dude. Really? Well, because it, it, we, we don't know yet. Uh, hopefully. It... Oh, here goes. So this, this is how this plays what? out. I make my comment, and then yes. Greg comes in and uh, moralizes. Absolutely, yes. no, a very, a very nice, even-handed. Well. We care about the people. I care about the people too. I don't want. I, I've been You're just leaving East. yourself open. No, I, this, was, this was. I, I walked right into this as a former resident, guys of uh, New Orleans, who's had to escape <laughs> oh, many hurricanes. Um, it's we a, don't care. It's, it's a scary time. It's a scary time. No, oh, hopefully oh, it just it, it it doesn't hit as bad as uh, some of the. Uh, most uh, aggressive forecasts have for it because if it does, then the game will be on no. Sunday. I would like elsewhere. to see it. How about this? Can I correct my? I would like to see it. You know, sometimes it, it, it takes all the attention. We think it's going to hit land and cause chaos. How about just ebb back out to sea and just affect the That's fish and the whales? That's what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, That's what I'm hoping will happen. Well, what we want is for it to be a quote naughty little rainstorm, right. but over the sea. Well, well or, Mark, Mark or, wants is like, like okay. a bunch of little bits of like, hey, Hurricane Ian, like breaking the the world with his breaking news, a waka waka. That's what the I was. Same thing occurred that, to me yeah. uh, yesterday when I saw this, Mark. But okay, so but that just at least, know, at least just you... know that we're covered from that standpoint because the NFL and, and sports guys uh, who think hurricanes named after people is a funny thing uh, <laughs> by its nature, which I've never been into, but like I could see it happening with Ian. They're not going to do it because they don't want to potentially look insensitive. I understand that now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, in all seriousness, I hope everyone is going to be safe in South Florida and this thing does just affect the whales. All right. In other news. uh, You'll get something North Florida because they're going to South Florida, right, to escape it. Right. Thank you. Other injuries. Miles Garrett was in a scary car accident um, near the Browns practice facility. Uh, his Porsche flipped multiple times. Uh, he was transported to the hospital with non-threatening, non-life-threatening injuries, but we don't have a lot more other than that right now, uh, do we? Well, they they did just report that that he was avoiding an animal on a wet road and overcorrected, according to Tom Pellicero. But more tests are being done. So that was reported as we were taping here. That's a sleepy little area out there. I wonder what, what was going on. Yeah, I mean, that's... But that's... We don't... This kind of... He, got, he left deer, the hospital man. the same day, which is good, but we don't know anything else. So it, 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 we'll see if Miles Garrett plays this weekend or soon, but hope he's okay. I covered the um, the Little League regional 
World Series regional semifinals in uh, Binghamton, New York. Boo! <laughs> Boo! No, this is trenchant. In uh, 2003. <laughs> and um, funnily enough, um, Ian Rappaport was covering the Westchester teams up there. I was covering the Rockland teams. And it was a big deal for me. I was, I was going on a road trip. I was staying in a hotel. I was covering this event. It was, uh, you know, filing these, you know, gamers and everything over the phone. It was a pretty big deal for a 23-year-old at the time. And I finished it after the West Nyack Little League team made it to, like, the, I think maybe the semifinal round and then was defeated. Filed the story. It was Sunday night, probably, like, midnight. I get in the car in Binghamton to um, where I lived at the time in Pearl River was, I don't know, five hours away. And... uh so I'm driving through the middle of the night in this rental car, and I'll never forget, and this is kind of before cell phones, or I didn't, maybe I had a cell phone but probably didn't have any reception. The darkest, scariest highway in the middle of the night in upstate New York at 80 miles per hour cutting through the darkness, and then I see in the headlights, and it was too late to move, a deer, stupid, such a stupid deer, just standing in the left lane staring at me. And I missed it by six inches, and I always think to myself, that could have been it. If I was in the other lane, that could have been a wrap. For the deer as well. Oh, well, that's oh, where the, we get. That's where the deer in headlights term yeah. comes from, Dan. That exact situation that you encountered. Just I know, you know. But isn't that amazing that they still exist when Wait, they're that dumb? Didn't that happen to you guys a lot growing up? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Western Mass is just a little more... Uh, it was more being alone town. and being everyone young had and a, being like, everyone oh my either, God. Uh, everyone had a friend's on. father who, who a car collided with a deer. Right. My, yeah. my sister-in-law just hit a deer recently. Uh, you know, it happened. But your story is special, Dan. Yes. Like, it is a special Thank tale. You. No, it is scary. But I still think about that deer's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just move. <laughs> move, move, deer. And we don't know if Miles Garrett, Garrett came in contact with a deer, but no, it was an it was animal. Probably, it was an, an animal. And there was a passenger in the car, so, you know, uh, we hope they're both uh, faring well. All right, so we'll we'll stay uh, on top of that story and see if it affects his availability. The 49ers coming off a frustrating loss on Sunday Night Football also are dealing with Trent Williams out of the lineup. He has a high ankle sprain. Again, there it is, the dreaded high ankle sprain. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that causes him to be missing games or compromised in any way. It could be both. And DeAndre Swift, uh, the star running back of the Lions, he could miss two weeks. <clears throat> What is he dealing with? He has it's an ankle. Yeah, it's, I think it's he. It's an ankle, and I think a I think it's shoulder, two. Yeah, but I don't. Either uh, way, sh- Campbell essentially said, "I think it would be good for him uh, to rest up a couple of weeks and come back after the bye," which is usually a sign like we've made that decision, and he's not going to. Yeah, s- exactly. And the say Swift it. situation is that that's kind of part of the deal here with DeAndre Swift that he is he struggles to stay healthy. He's a dynamic player. Uh, but they kind of have to manage him. So Jamal Williams, who stepped up and did some good things on uh, in, on Sunday, um, he will play the guitar. I feel like there's more injuries right now. Well, Everyone so it, is devastated. They also lost Tracy Walker, who's a team captain at safety for the season, to an Achilles. It's like every team is just getting destroyed. A.J. Green could be out a week or so. You could argue that he's been out mm. in that offense. And finally in the news... The Pro Bowl. I feel like we've done this story a hundred times, but now it's official. The Pro Bowl games. Uh, that's that's the name of it now. The Pro Bowl games. Not the Pro Bowl games. The Pro Bowl games. Uh, we'll reimagine the NFL's All-Star Contest uh, as a series of different events. AFC versus NFC flag football. That will happen on February 5th. In Las Vegas, uh, Peyton Manning is among the coaching staff for an AFC versus NFC flag football game. A week-long skills competition uh, before the game and fan de- fan events and, quote, major musical performance. That, that's that got train written all over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so it was time. It was time years ago, and, it, and the NFL, in its infinite wisdom, has pulled the trigger on – dumping the game. Um, I know we've talked about, Mark, that kids like the game. Um, I know your sons have, have uh, dug into it a little bit, or maybe it no, was that's Greg's, Greg's kids. Um, I watched it once in the 90s, and it was fine. Uh, but not a lot of people were into it. The players weren't into it, and you understand. They're just protecting themselves as they should. So let's give this another chance in a different form. Flag actually sounds like it'd be pretty watchable. 
I would watch a AFC versus NFC flag football game. Nobody was playing defense anyway, so right. Yeah, I mean, it was flag. Flag football. is yeah. you know yeah. they're trying to make like flag is a growing part of like football culture, not just you know uh, in this game of course. They but, might as but well kids. play flag football out there. These guys can't hit anymore. Like uh, like the fl- oh, hang up and listen. Like the flag leagues that the NFL runs, <laughs> and there's other ones are pretty intense. Like the like. And if our, the ex-NFL players we work with often have their sons in those well, early so, flag leagues. Then they move on to the tackle leagues pretty young, too. And players. they take it very serious, and it's well, intense. I took Colton to uh, – he chose not to not to do this, but we, we went to a combine, a flag football combine, and there were like six stations where it was like, you're doing everything they do at a combine. And I thought this will be a nice way to get into the sport. And we went there, and it was so hyper-intense, like Southern California – I think he was like, I ain't into this right now. Yeah, mm. Walker's doing flag right now, and uh, it, it is a little intense. Like, you got to have your uni- – like, someone cut their uniform and got chewed out by the coach for, like, cutting their uniform. This is a seven. It's replaced Pop Warner, care. essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a missive I want to read. Uh, this from Peter O'Reilly, NFL EVP of Club Business and League Events. We've received invaluable feedback from players, teams, and fans about reimagining the Pro Bowl. And as a result, we're thrilled to use the Pro Bowl games as a platform to spotlight flag football as an integral part of the sport's future, while also introducing fun new forms of competition and entertainment. That's probably train, editorial note, uh, that will bring our players, their families, and fans closer than ever before. Yeah. Integral part of the sport's future, flag football. Watch out, soccer. <laughs> like, I'm watching kids' soccer every weekend now. Not quite into it. Um, not my favorite thing to watch. Um, if Jack and Harry were like, I, wa- I want to play flag football, I was like, let's roll. Peyton Manning is going to uh, play an active role in the coaching, and his uh, Omaha Productions is playing an integral role in bringing the pro games to life. I feel like Omaha Productions is everywhere. Like, leave, leave some uh, for the rest of us there, Omaha. Kyle I think Brandt be, has a new program connected to Omaha Productions. I think he'd be coaching yep. if, if his production ESPN. company wasn't umbrella operation I over mean, the whole thing. No. It's working. It's working. <laughs> That's what's happening in the news. One more break, and then we'll finish up the show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's hit it. Thursday night preview. We close the door on uh, week three. We open the door on week four with another great matchup that I promise you will lead to Mark laying in a hotel room watching at four in the morning. The Miami Dolphins 
travel to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. There, I feel like it's a rite of passage on the Thursday night football schedule to have a home game in Cincinnati uh, in September or early October. Uh, but it hits a little different when you're the defending conference champions. And it hits even harder, Greggy, when the Dolphins are coming to town 3-0 and in the talk of the league after their upset of the Bills. And yet they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs, which is uh, highly disrespectful. Dolphins fans uh, are, are noting the, the lack of uh, – national analysts picking them. It's fueling them. It's fueling their the bills. We talked about it on Sunday, but the bills ran 51 more plays than them. That was so crazy. Although, that game. You know, I, I finally got a chance to watch that and it just felt like sort of a, a, a unique game. I did not think Tua Tunga Vailoa played poorly at all. In fact, I think he played quite well uh, like that, that throw he made to waddle down the field to me is proving why he, He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. And the I know third and 22. The yeah. third and 22. And I, and I bring up that name just because it's the same system. And even coming into the draft, some people compared to it to a Jimmy Garoppolo of like what he does well, what he doesn't. Can he be a system quarterback? I've seen a, a little more playmaking from Tua this year. The play that he got hurt on where he got concussed was actually. No, no, it was a back injury. Oh, it was a back injury. Yeah. Right. Um, that like that was a, a play that was a he made a nice play on that like Jimmy Garoppolo right. is not making that play the the some of the deep shots I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is making that play and yet there are other plays in this offense when he hits the back of his drop and he hits that crosser where it looks exactly like the 49ers and what Mike McDaniel was doing there but everything just like makes a lot of sense and they're really going to test the Bengals defense who's played great this year but has also played three pretty lackluster offenses in a row, and this is a much bigger test for, for their veteran group. I mean, on throws of 20-plus yards, Tua is 9 of 13 for 303 yards with three touchdowns. I think against the Ravens, he was asked to answer the call over and over, and he kept doing it. And last week, he was asked to make that one big throw, and he did it. And he's just so good at, like, when, they, when he's holding the ball at the mesh point and pulling it back and then making the quick throws. First of all, he can throw different passes than right-handers can. Not like it's better or worse, but it's different. He's so good at doing that so quickly. Like, that's a real skill. He's one of the best in the league at doing that. He's, to his benefit, this offense with this new offensive coordinator or head coach, that it plays to his strength. It's not a, it's not a Justin Herbert offense where you're dropping back, back and throwing 80-yard rainbow strikes. It's get the ball to these guys and let them do their business, which is not to say he's throwing it three yards at the line of scrimmage. Like That's a perfect example of the Waddle play. That was, a, that was a strike down the middle that he took nearly to the house that really changed that game. Uh, and by the way, the NFLPA is initiating an investigation into the handling of Tua's concussion. Uh, evaluation during Sunday's I mean, game. Tua said after the game that that the, the the footage where he's like like wiggling around and it was looking disturbing and it looked concussionist concussion like uh, was a back injury that he basically had spasms essentially that it acted up. So I I would take him at his word, but I wonder if he's fully healthy. Jalen Waddle is a groin injury. Didn't practice. You watch that and think that, that looks like a back issue. I'm all he I'm saying his head on the turf. What I'm and saying is that, his, that Tua, Tua said that's what it was. So I, I right. I'm not diagnosing because him, they're trying not to get popped by uh, the league for evading well, the concussion protocol. I will let that play out. I'm just telling you what the player said. But like Teron Armstead is hurt. Xavier Howard is, is banged up. There, there are. The, I think the reason the spread is the way it is is because there are the laundry list of injuries in Miami. It's like 16, 17 players long. Most of them will probably play. 90 snaps, too, for the defense. So the offense didn't play much on Sunday. They'll be fresh. Uh, but I always do keep an eye on that uh, on a Thursday night game that their four or five best defensive backs especially played about 90 snaps, which is an outrageously high number. And some of the defensive linemen uh, played 70. But one of the reasons uh, they're they're good, Danny, is their defense is pretty deep. They Like that Trey Flowers signing, he's starting to make some plays. Mel Ingram is somehow uh, a great signing for like the seventh straight year. I don't know why people Did don't. Did you see just... my theory? Yeah. I oh, replied. That, that, um, that was a good one. Yeah. You've become a reply guy lately. I've been I like replying because like you, you have your massive hyperbolic tweets and it's just begging for somebody a, to reply sometimes. That wasn't sometimes. a hyperbolic one. You no, were that's with a good me tweet. That. Yeah. That was a good tweet. I just was like, he doesn't wear does, gloves. Why does no one sign Melvin Ingram? He just shows up and he's been awesome everywhere he it's goes. It's the same thing in baseball, the guys that don't use the batting gloves, it's like, oh, he doesn't look quite as dynamic. And I think Melvin Gordon or uh, Melvin Ingram is one of those rare mm. guys that doesn't wear any gloves. He's barehanded on both hands. 
And I just like, oh, he's like a throwback. He looks like a 1980s middle linebacker. Hendrickson is another one of those guys. Trey Hendrickson, who had a two and a half sacks last week for the Bengals and did get paid. So it, it's unfair. Uh, but they're like, they are deep. This is where the Bengals uh, offensive line, like, to you know me, what's unfair? very tested in just, this game. Justin Graver not being in business class with us. That's not fair. You want to talk about injustices, Justin? What business class? What? Who was that? Did you guys hear something? <clears throat> Did you? Were you looking for this? I thought, I thought initially you were. What are you talking about? I thought you initially. Well, what is happening with What's you? What's happening with you, Justin? Why are you acting weird? Do you about not this? remember that we were on an airplane together roughly thirty <laughs> oh, hours ago? Oh, oh, sorry. I okay. thought you were referring to a class. Speaking of few about states. business. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired. All right, back to the show. <laughs> Good contribution, Grave Digger. No, I actually was put in business class. <laughs> That's but what I, I was going to say. You, you actually late. did something very gallant. I requested to be sent back spilled to wine coach on his wife, so that I could spill wine all over. Wait, Jessica. really? You, you, so I could spill wine on another man's wife. That's, that was a gallant thing that you did, though. That's a bold move. That's a bold move. You could have just given her the seat or just kind of split but Greg, it up. But Greg, I tried to do that. You already told together. you the story. Yeah, you said right. the same yeah, advice she did before, not so. want to sit apart, so I yeah, was like, that's okay, true. cool. That would be weird. She really likes you, man. That's good. That's nice. And a reminder, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football. Um, all right, where were we? Go ahead, Mark. Uh, Greg, you were making a point. <laughs> Was I? I don't know. Uh, you you were, and then Graver uh, was. Awuzie, like, Awuzie for the Bengals. I'm Awuzie right now. Yeah, I think. I don't have any major things to add. <laughs> leads the NFL in, yeah. uh, like, negative EPA per play. According to Next Gen Stats, he's taken, like, a breakout year a year ago and looks even better. And that means you look to the other side. And who's on the other side? Eli Apple. And who talked crazy trash on Tyreek Hill mm. after mm. Uh, the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli Apple mm-hmm. on Twitter. I forgot what he called him. Uh, I think he might have called him the B word. Something something like that. But Tyreek Hill threw it out there after, after Sunday <laughs> night that he's he's hunting for Eli. He's hunting for Eli yeah, Apple. That's fun. I like that. And I'm going to get ahead of this because right now it is I don't know, like the middle of the night in Los Angeles, four twenty-eight, where our editors are. Uh, so the power this rankings. Is a good time to check the sink on these podcast bozos. <laughs> the 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 <laughs> NFL power rankings uh, have not been edited and published yet, but it is Dolphins at number three behind the Bills, who they defeated. And I know Dolphins yeah. fans are gonna try to kill me for that. Um, it is not taking away from what they've done to start the season. They're in the top three. Who would have ever thought that? Uh, as we close out September. But, yeah, I guess I do want to see a little bit more. A road win on Thursday night um, against uh, Cincinnati right after Cincinnati got its mojo back thanks to my Jets. Um, That is another great little test for the Dolphins to say, yeah, this isn't just a fast start. We're the real deal. And I know as great and spectacular and out of this world they were on offense in week two. Uh, It's been sandwiched by two pedestrian uh, offensive days to me, so I still want to see – more hmm. of the Dolphins before I'm saying, yeah, this is a real deal. This is they're that team. You always wonder what's the team that comes out of the weeds um, and becomes a superpower. Is it the Dolphins? Not all the way there yet, but obviously you can't take away what they've done. I have no problem with you keeping Buffalo in the top spot just based on who they are. I don't think the power well, rankings. Two. The Eagles are one. Well, just that, that Miami didn't yeah. hopscotch gotcha. them. I don't think a, one result should do that. That said, I think the Dolphins are legitimate. And it's for me, it's not just the rights, their defense. Their defense is why they won that Bills game. And they're really well coached on offense. And a lot of the issues that Tua had before, which was offensive line, uh, lack of weapons, lack of offensive coaching. He had two offensive coordinators with a third guy in his he- in his ear on the headset. That's all been replaced by Mike McDaniel and a really well-organized attack. So I don't think they're going away at all. I think what we've seen is who they are. Right. Their running game in Miami doesn't get much a- attention. Uh, but it's been quietly effective, and I think that's a difference between these two teams is that you can run, and they've been really effective in the red zone. And even in that Jets game, I mean, the Bengals made some some great plays, uh, but I didn't feel like their offensive line was still that clean, uh, and I still think they're like county on Burrow to beat these two-shell coverages that are making him 
you know, dink and dunk down Joe, the field. Joe I Mixon's like the Dolphins in this game, but it is a their, tough spot. Their ground game, is, which was a strength last year, has totally vanished. Even to the point when Mixon lost some carries against the Jets, you immediately saw they moved the ball better on the ground in the second half. Now the Jets were maybe a little ground down on defense by that point. With Samaje. Samaje P. Ryan. I think that the um, running game needs to get going because that allows Burrow to, you know, be set up better in the passing game. But that was a, a positive start for their offense. Let's see if they can build on it. By the way, Eli Apple uh, offered Tyreek Hill ticket, free tickets to the Super Bowl last year via social media after uh, after uh, he helped shut down Tyreek Hill. Remember that play at the end of the first half that kind of, to me, was the biggest play in the AFC Championship when, when Eli Apple tackled Tyreek Hill. He did not call him the B-word that you think – the B word would be he Bozo. calls him a baby, so oh. that's my fault. Yeah. Uh, but Tyreek, but that's basically when you call somebody the yeah. other B word, he called him a baby. That you're calling them a baby. And then Tyreek Hill immediately after Sunday already was thinking about it and telling Eli Apple, "I own you. I own you." No, this will be fun. I can't wait until Thursday night. I can't wait till Annie sure. Apple chimes in on this. <laughs> Miami. That was a that was a year in our lives that Annie Apple um, and Eli Apple were like a rough. whole story. Right. That was a thing. I don't like that. That was a thing. Show like us that. something, Bengals. <laughs> Show us something. We don't want you to be a one in three AFC champion. Uh, you know, defending champion here. This is a big. This is a big spot for them. This would be an acceptable loss for the Dolphins. The Bengals need to win this. Let's see. Other other competing power rankings are popping up now. I'm trying to see if this is for your own time. Yeah. Nate Davis we are, of USA Today, who I like. We are taping still. He's you got know the that? Eagles one, Dolphins two, Bills three. This is for your own personal mental grudge hour in your <clears throat> hotel room, not now. Mental grudge hour. Thank you, Paul Rudd. Um, All right. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday night football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. There you go. TNF preview. And uh, we will have a recap of that game on the Friday Fun Show. Come join us. Unless the establishment doesn't want an angry mob of right, hard drinking, cleared that just went rogue. Englishmen, and if you're an English woman who is a hardcore listener of uh, this program, right? God forbid, rise up, hold God, your head up, God, and God say, forbid you like we're any, here too. Right? That would. Yeah. It's the same conversation every time we come to London and we have a live show, and we're nice enough. We're we're lucky enough to have. Um, these conversations after the show and there's the there's the husband and then his wife and she's like I've never heard the show but it's always on in the background and my husband loves you right I don't know you but thank you for doing this <laughs> it's like all right we also do have a strong contingent of loyal female listeners but but not the the Brits. I, I will tell you like that partic- for particularly uh, doesn't heavy. it feel a little weird when Mark pipes in with comments yes. like that? What that's yeah, just true like, because they like, every I time have, we um, say that I have great me- you know relationships like, with many of them. Doing? Every time what we say that, every time scenes, we Mark? say that every time we say that they come out of the woodwork to say that's not the case. <laughs> right. It's not just uh, you know. Are you holding yes down that, like, that side Mark, of our Mark's empire? Like I have a team of women I DM with daily. Would you please shut up? That was an appropriate sound clip. Uh, I mean, you kind of asked for that one. I'm begging you to shut up. I am just saying. We I do don't... have a lot of female fans. Trust me. No, am it's I just you're that expecting us they, not to react to that? Do you think they, they feel invisible when we just continue to act like the whole fan base is male? No, I don't I don't act like that. I think for whatever well, you reason. Just what Dan is saying, for is whatever true. reason, in the UK <laughs> in the UK audience, I think that's true. I think it's somehow different uh, in the States where maybe uh, – American football is a little more balanced right. in terms of uh, men and women both loving. Well, it that's equal. your opinion. Here, that's exactly maybe correct. hasn't crossed over. I don't know. Women of uh, the UK We're and really... surrounding territories, please reach out to Mark privately as is his <laughs> wish to stand up and be counted. Is that? I'm a... not. That is. Yeah, thank you. Personal foul. <laughs> Roughing the Sessler. <laughs> All right, that's it. Again, loaded show. Loaded show. Loaded week. You get this. You get a Wednesday pod. You get the Thursday preview. You have a Thursday night live show from O2 Forum Kentish Town. Get your tickets. Uh, Ticketmaster. All seats must go. You get a Friday fun show. You get the Sunday flagship. We're here, baby. And then you get a statue. 
of you guys holding each other or something. <laughs> yes. Postmortem statue. But we're not there yet. We no. need to get through here. If we don't perform during this week and have the the best possible uh, London week, they're not going to build the statue. Cause, we're in the process yeah. of deserving it. The statue needs to be earned right. over the next seven days. But just in case we do need it, like we might need to start working on that will sooner than later. You're not going to get what you want. Start, You're not going to get the RSS feed. <laughs> you and Jezelnik will never touch that feed. <laughs> That's not the route I would go, but yeah. Go into your airplane bathrooms and vape all you want. You're not going to get our RSS feed. <laughs> all right. Let's go. I feel nuts. I feel insane. <laughs> all right. Until Wednesday. No matter where you are in the world, heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.